Arrgh, grog. Hey everyone, it's the Sideshed Podcast with me, Peter Fickling and Kerry Warbis. We're back from our break and Matthew isn't. He's uh, just landed in Porto. So yeah, you've got the two of us. Kerry, how are you doing? I'm good. I think he's in Lisbon. He's done one of those like international jet setting stopover things in another city before going to Porto. Um, I think he's having New Year in Lisbon. That shows what the lockdown's done to you, that you consider a um, short haul flight, probably Ryanair, <laughs> to be international jet setting. Well, from Bristol to Lisbon. Yeah. To, yeah. yeah, true. Um, yeah, it's New Year's Eve. Is it? We're at the end. It is, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I just, this, is, this is where I am. I mean, you know, I mean, it's I'm completely lost in time, especially after a week off, because normally the normally the archers acts as my kind of um, uh, uh, what's it called metronome to help mm. me count through the week. But yeah. uh, this, this last week, because of the mysteries, I'm completely discombobulated. It took me four days to listen to it. Oh, what really? Just just the mysteries. It took four days. Well, people started. Ah moaning about it on twitter and i was like oh god i better get stuck into mm. that then and i tried i really tried to enjoy it but i i just i think i think you made you made the good point which i agreed with that as a standalone mm. item it yeah. sort of has merit yep but i couldn't i couldn't relax into it i couldn't ignore the fact i could i, I was picking at the scabs so i was like who which act is that oh and then also the problem i had was is that a good actor acting well as a villager who's bad at acting mm. or is that just bad acting and is david is um what's his name tim bentink is he amazing as herod or terrible because david would never be that good as herod blimey you overthought it love and maybe listening in bits was that because of you know what was going on in your christmas household sort of thing no, was, I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't stomach right. it. <laughs> oh, I, I was quite the opposite. I listened in one go and I really let it wash all over me. I thought the production values were really superb. Yeah. And yeah, as you've mentioned, I did say, if I just stumbled across this, switched my radio on, you know, in the kitchen and come across that drama, I would have really enjoyed it and I did enjoy it and I didn't think who's that at all. Uh, mm. It was quite funny, Herod, he did sound very Darth Vader at times, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, but it was great. Herod was, I mean, he was great as Herod. Yeah. There were some good little um, comedic bits as well and I thought they um, coped well with, you know, at points I was totally absorbed in it being you know, medieval or whenever it was supposed mm. to have been done. Um, but then they kept referring to Ambridge life occasionally. And I, I quite liked that. Yeah. I enjoyed the playing with time, playing with kind of anachronistic mm. uh, bits and bobs popping in and out. Yeah. I enjoyed the interplay between um, Lily and Lillian. I thought that was quite fun. Mm -hmm. Their little sort of bickering rivalry, yeah. how much of it was written, how much of it was improvised. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I did also uh, Jazz's. Jazz was the opposite of David. He was he was absolutely brilliant as a kind of mm. jazz giving it his best shot. Yeah. But kind of failing. Yeah. Uh, and sorry, to be very clear, just to say it one more time, I did think David was, Tim Bentley was incredible as Herod. It was really mm. rousing. Mm. um performance but yeah i just anyway i struggled a bit but and i think i think part of it is that um the archers is bite-sized chunks it's 12 minutes mm. you do a bit of you know house cleaning it keeps you company while you're walking to the shops 
so it's a totally different food group so it's you know like mm. trying to find a solid hour to listen to something that requires some quite intense listening is not an easy thing to do okay well you can still sort of bumble around doing other things whilst it's on but i, I actually amir's singing at the end was lovely oh, i didn't get that far. <laughs> <laughs> the continuity man spoke all over it that was annoying I thought, just, right. you know, let that play out because it was really lovely to listen to, I thought. One of the most annoying things about the Archers is the continuity people trying to crack jokes about the Archers. And it's just like, stay in your lane. Tell us what time it is. <laughs> tell us what's on next and then piss off. I don't I quite, want... I, I quite like that. When they, when they sort of go, oh, dear. <laughs> you know, like they've just listened and what will Mike think of that or... You know, not it's not always trying to be funny. They just make a little allusion to it, which I really enjoy. I like that the continuity person is not just an in-between person. He's or she has listened to what's just happened. Have you and I, have you or I agreed about anything so far, Kerry? <laughs> no, no. You need to find some kind of concord, or is it, you know, I, I don't feel, I don't feel there's any sort of like, a, there's mm. any, this is forming any bad blood, but, um, you know, this is unusual. <laughs> Normally, you and I are in lockstep when it comes to um, the archers. Yeah, uh, um, let's think. Did you enjoy having a break from doing the cider shed? I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um, a weird one, isn't you're it? You're going to agree with that, surely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did, I did, I did enjoy it, but then I wish, you know, but it also coincided with Christmas, so it wasn't sort of like there was still. It's a weird thing, isn't it? Because it's not a job; it is a lot of fun. Yeah, but it also does require sort of twice a week giving up a big chunk of your time. I love doing it, but I really enjoyed just not having to think about it. Really, I did do some tweet alongs and stuff, but um. And it was also a shocking week, I think, in the Archers that week. I was so glad we didn't have to do a pod about that week. I can't even remember what happened, but I didn't like it. Yeah, that was no doubt. I did watch through my fingers uh, uh, the absolute car crash of the, you know, of the show, and and also how how people were reacting to it. Mm -hmm. um, but then this week was a this week was a weird one as well. I feel like they're sort of, and I've said this before. You know, they, they have to do these kind of big clunky gear changes. Like, for instance, a good example is Mike Tucker. You mm. know, for the rest of us, it, it was a bit tedious. But for new listeners, it was necessary for him to walk in and go, I'm Mike Tucker. These, this is what I used to do in the village. And these are the things I'm known for so that you can quickly get to know me as a character. And it was mm. like, yes, yes, we know. Him. But, you know, like they have to do that. And they have to tell you who Bethany is. And they have to tell you who Vicky is. I mean, that was the, that was the big thing for me was I really missed... Um, I really, I was like, where's Vicky? I want Vicky. Yeah, that's true. And Brenda, what's happened to her? Um, but, but I thought the Mike Tucker sort of precy of his history, I thought that was done quite well because it was Chris and Harrison, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, sort of going, do you know Mike? Well, I'll tell you all about him. <laughs> but but you, could, you sort of would do that, wouldn't you? If you were sort of on a walk with someone else and you went, oh, so-and-so's uh, coming round later you would fill that other person in with the things you know about them a little bit, wouldn't you, to sort of prep them or, you know. So he was like, um, his foot sometimes ends up in his mouth, his heart's in the right place, he's had some hard times, his farm went bust, his first wife died young, but he adores Vicky and Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is, to be fair, there is a lot to get in, isn't there? Yeah, yeah and I thought, oh, good, you know, it... It is needed, like you say, for newer listeners, but I quite enjoyed having that recap as well, to be honest. 
you think he's do you think he's doing that work on the cottage mm. purely out of the goodness of his heart? I don't remember no. him being that close with Ruth and Ruth and David. Do you think he's got an eye on it for him and the I think him and Yeah, he sounds like he's at a loose end mentally and emotionally and he wants a project and it might because he was kind of fobbing off the idea someone asked him if he missed Ambridge and he sort of went no not really I'm on a darts team in a pub (laughs) yeah um but so he was kind whether that was putting a brave face on or what I think you know everyone's speculating now whether he's going him and Vicky are on the rocks and is he gonna end up in the bungalow I doubt that do you he wouldn't end up in there but it did seem a bit weird that he was being paid in cake for a week's work yeah that's not how work work that's not how work works is it <laughs> but he i i thought that it might be they might be returning and he might be looking out for a place for him to live i mean it's a bit it's, mm. it's a big bungalow they managed to squeeze toby and rex and um and bert in there so yeah. you know, definitely enough room for the you know for a a, a couple and their daughter but what will what will Pip and Josh have to say about Who that? Kerry, not me. Um, <laughs> those, I mean, Josh, Josh, you know, keep him around. I like Josh, but, but oh, and just the mention of Pip got me irritated. Mm. Just the thought of Pip being so. She's already got a house. What's right? Mm. I didn't really. I listened, was listening in a hurry this morning, and Cyrus was kind of um, wanting to show me the fort he built. What? What was? What was? So I missed out on Pip's um, annoyance. Yeah. What? what? I know her justification didn't really get explained because P- Ruth said, oh, she wants Toby to find somewhere of his own. I thought, well, yeah, that gives more space for her than what's what what you're doing. And Josh's was that he wanted a combination of home and office, wasn't it? Let's forget about, you know, um, how lucky you are to have a live somewhere where your parents just happen to have a whole, you know, habitable mm. building on their land you can move into i think that's 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 a whole different argument but josh has you know in that situation josh could quite reasonably say you know i have a business that's tied into yours i need yeah. the space and i also need somewhere to live because i'm a grown man so yes yeah. i mean i don't you know i'm not sure what how much office space he needs can you not just have a laptop on your knee or what i mean yeah i agree with you i 100 <laughs> percent agree with you but that's not really you know whether whether or not he needs it it's perfectly reasonable for him to say yeah oh Kip's already got a house. Another one's turned up. I've waited because mm. I'm the you know, I'm the second child. I'll have this one, but it shouldn't be like Pip's. Like, oh, you know, I get to pick and choose. Yeah, because I've got a baby. Exactly, and I'm trying not to be. I'm trying not to be a dick about it, but like, um, you know, like she's had Rickyard all this time. So yeah, I think we're all hoping that neither of them get it, aren't we? And Usha kind of threw a spanner in, didn't she? Saying, "Well, oh, you'd get loads of money if you sold it commercially or something." She used a funny turn of phrase that's the big um i mean that would be quite fun it's because my mum did that to me she basically sort of said uh yeah you being at home costs us this much and so you've got six months to get out or find or you know mm. basically you've got this month to this much time till rent starts and this much time till we start charging you you know open market fees and i was like mm-hmm. oh. so when i was about 18 19 and then, you know, <laughs> they do the same thing to josh and pip it's mm. like fine you can have the both houses are yours but we've done some research and it's um, 1000 a month yeah. and we look forward to receiving your cheque every month. <laughs> yeah, fair dues, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's not pleasant hearing people getting loads of stuff for free, is it? It takes us on to Rory quite nicely. Oh, yeah, his presence. And yeah. not many people said, blimey, you've spent a lot. I mean, someone did, didn't they? Was it Adam? No, it wasn't. It was Ben, wasn't it? With yeah. the supercar 
experience, which on Amazon is £129 for four. <laughs> so it's ridiculous. Four supercars. Well, I was just thinking, I've got no idea how much. Yeah. Oh, and there's quite a few where you can go in one supercar for 50 quid. I was like, I was surprised at that not being more, to be honest. Yeah, I, I assumed it was like 300 quid or something. Yeah. Uh, Four supercar experience is 129. Five is something like 159. <laughs> That's two people, though, isn't it? Because he did it for um, water chops as well. Ah, oh, true. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's a bit, I mean, it's, it's a generous present either way. But um... exactly. As a student, and he also got Jennifer a necklace that will match some earrings, um, mm. Adam some noise cancelling earbuds, Alice a giant get fucked. Um, yeah. <laughs> travel voucher <laughs> yeah. to nowheresville uh adam's sound cancelling or noise cancelling earbuds that's 40 to 100 pounds depending on which type you get roughly yeah uh, god knows how much the necklace was and what how much was the travel voucher i wonder it's not going to be an easy jet sky's the limit 50 quid is I it mean, yeah this is like a yeah um a, a fact-finding mission to fiji for uh for alice yeah. Europe is, Europe is not far, far enough away for our Rory, is it, for Alice to go? I um, accidentally listened to, I was um, elbows deep in um, dough. And so mm-hmm. I, I said to, to you know, one of my smart, smart speaker in the kitchen, you know, play the arches. And I told it the day I wanted to listen to it and ignored me and played um, Wednesdays. So I accidentally heard Wednesdays first. So I heard the sort of the vicious attack on Alice, however you want to put it. Rory, you know, Rory putting Alice straight, if you're being generous. Yeah. Um, Rory being two-faced at best, if you're being a bit more critical of him. And yeah. so I, I I listened to all the beginning of the week, having already heard that, which kind of made me listen a bit more attentively than I would have done otherwise. So, you mm-hmm. know, I got all of the little subtle clues, all the bits where he was sort of, bat, you know, sort of dodging questions that mm-hmm. kind of like, would force him to show his hand yeah and there was a bit of the counter monte cristo to it mm. he you know he's coming back to ambridge he's mm. suddenly got all this money he's using it as part of a kind of charm offensive to sort mm. of um we, you know sort of wiggle his way into where everyone's everyone's good books whilst exacting his revenge i mean mm. maybe that's a bit pretentious but that <laughs> yeah. yeah that's definitely what what it came across as mm. uh, but you know he does perhaps think now jennifer is a phenomenal mother and she is yeah yeah she has been to him definitely hasn't but yeah. it is very, again these gifts are very performative aren't they they're not they're things that you he wants people to go blimey oh my goodness look at this that rory's got me um and how he handled alice was very interesting wasn't it it's Twitter is red hot with this topic at the moment um, because there's two different camps of, you know, that Rory was an absolute twat to be how he was to Alice or no, he's every right to. She she was despicable to him. He should be honest. And she has really yet to uh, properly realise the consequences of some of her actions and words. Yeah. For me, it's a bit of column A, a bit of column B. Mm. I suspect you feel the same way. Yeah. Like when he was, when he saw Ben and he was kind of like, all right, you loser, what are you still doing with him? And all this kind of like public school bants. Mm. And I hate, I hate that word. Oh ben. yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, 
you know all of the all of that stuff and i was like oh god you know that's not the rory i remember that's mm. really obnoxious and and also the there's a world of difference between saying to alice look um i'm putting on a brave face i'm here for jenny um thank you for trying to apologize but i'm not ready to accept it yet so let's just try and let's just try mm. and stay let's just try and play nice and the way he handled things now that could be a quite that could, you could put that down to maturity but then he's also supposedly you know undergone this kind of uh, caterpillar to butterfly sort of like boyhood to adulthood transformation mm-hmm. you know now that he's in you know the bright you know the, experiencing the hard knocks of london mm-hmm. so i just it all seems a bit much it, it seems a bit the sensitive caring rory that we 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 lost has yeah. been replaced with someone who's implausibly hard-nosed exactly yeah as as per it's just gone very extreme hasn't it yeah and the blunt old mallet has come out (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it's very dangerous i think of him to say such things to alice he can feel them and think them Mm. and definitely say them at some point in some way but to do it now when things are only early stages of her on an even-ish keel, to someone who is ill, let's not forget, she's been f***ing horrendous, definitely, and said horrible things to him that, yeah, he said literally are unforgivable. Mm. So we're not saying forgive her necessarily for the things that she said, but to go in like this and go, look, just get on this aeroplane, get away from... Jenny and Brian, they don't deserve the grief that you're likely to be giving them and have already given them. There's also the fact that um he's on the he's pretend well, pretending is maybe the wrong word. He is trying to be loving to Jenny and to rebuild, you know, mm-hmm. the bridges between them. And of course, you know, the heart and the mind, he must know that Jenny's happiness mm-hmm. is linked to Alice's happiness. Yes. So if he is being a good son to Jenny, part of that is to mm. not cause her any more heartache by bringing any more sort of animosity into her household. Exactly. And that's where the maturity has run out. Because mm. if he has, you know, had this huge wake up moment whilst in Ireland or in London or both, you know, he's not showing it very well you know hearing the delight of jennifer this is the best christmas i've ever had and i mean to put on a second christmas you gotta really love someone (laughs) um yeah especially her she did everything did she i mean brian did make coffee for about five hours by the sounds of it i was gutted he didn't appear i really wanted to hear his lovely voice didn't Um, even think of that but of course yeah not you so you it would have been immediately where's my brian surely he'd be a part of that second christmas yeah day you know for us to hear i didn't like that um but yeah it's a shame it's a shame and obviously we're now worrying as listeners as to whether alice is about to decline again i guess Mm. it was interesting with how it ended where she was talking to jennifer and uh, jennifer knew something was up and alice went oh and she went oh you can tell me anything you do know that she went okay i will it's it's about Rory and we're all like is she going to say what's happened and then she just said I will really miss him it's true yeah ah right okay you haven't gone there um so she's I think she's 
maybe it will be food for thought for her to think, oh, actually, yeah, there have been really huge consequences, bigger than I've really realised. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Will she go away on this trip, though, away from her daughter? I mean, that's not going to happen, is it? It's, it's complicated because if I was in her shoes, I would feel contrite. I would feel guilty. Mm. But there would still be a sort of like a, I wouldn't want to travel on his dime. Mm. You know, there would be some pride involved. It's like, no, you know, I mean, she's not, Alice isn't stupid. Mm. And also she's, you know, she very, I think it's the wrong thing to do, but you know, she, she gave up, maybe it's the right thing to do. Actually, Chris was annoying this week. It's the right thing to do. She did the right <laughs> thing by leaving Chris. Mm. So she's willing to suck up an enormous amount of pain in the short term to try and do the run, right thing in terms mm. of her recovery. So she's already shown that she can think her way around some of these problems as she kind of like tries to get yeah. her life back on track. And I can imagine, you know, that she would do the same thing with this situation. She's, mm. you know, not going to let herself be swayed by this one yeah. stupid mo- moment. I mean, that would be true to mm. her development. Yeah, exactly. And it is a gradual development. And just before she had that little conversation with Jennifer, where she almost, we thought, was going to talk about Rory, she lost her temper with her a bit and went, oh, no, no, because Jennifer was like, no, tell me what's on. And then mm. she she's calmed right down on that. And I, th- yeah. I thought when she did that, she was probably having Rory in mind at that moment. Yes. No, I th- yeah, I was very, she's been an amazing act- actor. Yeah. The, whole, the whole of this um this whole very long plot arc. I mean, she's been yeah. asked to play any number of versions of Alice and they've all seemed coherent. And yeah, plausible. Yeah. yeah. She also, you know, she's just had two Christmases as an alcoholic with people like um, Kate obviously got pissed, didn't she? And uh, as soon as Rory, uh, no, as soon as the second Christmas day was happening, Jennifer said, would everyone like Sherry, blah, blah, blah. Rory said no, but it was only because he, would prefer a beer but throughout that Alice has made the point that you know she needs to be someone who can handle her own issues around others who don't have an issue with alcohol and would like to enjoy it mm. uh, which was good to hear I think yeah you know. I mean I had dry Christmas and I was sort of yeah. surprised how easy it was mm-hmm. I mean you know quite just uh, my brother had got some alcohol free beers in it's very nice of him but yeah. yeah it was sort of I was quite intrigued by by how I would deal with it. And it was, um, yeah, mm. very, very easy. I mean, obviously I don't have Alice's problems or nowhere near her problems, but um, yeah, it was, uh, uh, I, I've yet to leave a, uh, um, a, a, a stuffed dummy of myself in the street <laughs> or fill my, hedge, fill my hedge with empties. So you know. That is good to hear. Oh, also now I've just thought the crypto thing and Rory and how is he affording all this? Some people have said, did he not inherit some money on his 18th, which wasn't that long ago? But he mm. did say to Ben, didn't he? Oh, it's crypto stuff. But when Ben asked, well, tell me, I'd quite like to get in on that. He he kind of went, not now, which could be a thing because it's Christmas. Let's not talk yeah, about Yeah, I that. don't think it's crypto. No. I mean, the, first of all, it would require the script writers actually understanding it or doing the research and making it um plausible mm. they haven't managed to do that with uh, popular culture or yeah. <laughs> human emotions so something <laughs> is, uh you know opaque as cryptocurrency might be beyond them I, oh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there's lots of speculation about you know is he 
Someone said, is he a rent boy? That's an ancient phrase, isn't it, on Twitter? Um, I thought maybe only fans. Yeah, I was thinking something along those lines because mm. I'd, I then immediately told myself off because I felt like it was a kind of maybe a homophobic cliche or something. You know, yeah. like, you know Rupert Everett, for instance, rather sort mm. of implausibly claimed to have been a rent boy when he first came to London. You know, it's sort of a um, rather old-fashioned trope. Mm. But um, I also thought back to how he did try and trade, you know, flirting and, you know, he basically flirted his way into that club, didn't he? And so yeah. the bouncer that, you know, they could mm. get off if um, if mm. they were allowed in. Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah. Yeah, that did happen. Yeah. So it's not completely it's within the character's kind of like, you know, modus operandi. So maybe, maybe, so maybe the trope is homophobic, but actually it's true to Rory's character. Yeah. It'd be funny if actually he's just been offered a really sort of low interest loan with his bank account because of being a student. Or something. Yeah. And probably much more true to life. We all, I mean, I was only at university for a, a matter of weeks, but, um, <laughs> uh, but I do remember my mates, um, you know, all of a sudden, like they all had new hi-fis or God, this is how long ago it was uh, mm. carrying hi-fis. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, you know, all of a sudden their student loans have been blown on absolutely ridiculous tosh. Yeah. Yeah. And you were lured towards the NatWest with the offer of a £25 voucher or something, weren't you, as a student? Some sort of, and then... Matching piggy bank, you say? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my front door's just slammed very loudly, I hope. You couldn't hear that. Your guest has stormed out. Yeah, he stormed out due to my lack of attention. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's gone for a nice walk down the seafront. Very nice. Well, yes, I mean that's um uh someone was saying on um on Twitter today how they're they're in Margate for the for the weekend. Oh, and nice. I suddenly I was having pangs, pangs for my time of living on the coast. So mm. it's very must it's a real treat, isn't it, to be able to just get down the seafront whenever you want. It is. It is. Yeah, I'll be doing that later. I think. Yeah. Well, many congratulations. <laughs> I will be, uh, we stomp. I will feel the uh, delicate crunch of chicken bones and needles underfoot as I march around um, southeast London. <laughs> oh, no needles. Uh, not that many chicken bones either. I was thinking you know. pine needles at first when you said that, and I was thinking in your living room. <laughs> Oh. Chicken bones. I have a I have a two and a half year old, so pretty much anything is possible at the moment. Mm. How was uh, your Christmas, Peter? Just you know, it was lovely. It was it was really lovely. It felt very unwise. It felt stupid to be <laughs> to be in a pub with lots of people. It felt stupid to all to to take all my closest and oldest mm. and most sort of you know frail relatives and expose them to people who just travel from London. So all that sort of stuff. So there was a kind of simmering sense of this is idiotic. Why are we doing this? But then also that awareness that as one family, you can't stand in the way of the whole thing. But, you know, it's like, where do, anyway, where does personal responsibility end and collective yeah. responsibility begin? So anyway, I really enjoyed seeing my family, but there was a kind of a an undercurrent. Just mm. I was, I didn't really talk about it about to anyone about it, but I was mm. constantly thinking, well, this, is, this feels foolish. But you yeah. know, it's like everyone's doing lateral flow tests yeah, left, left right and center aren't they but you know yeah. it is still a worry because they can give false negatives can't they yeah i sat outside my uncle and aunt's house in the car doing yet another test because mm. we'd run out of them so we had to i'd sort of walk they sort of left some on the doorstep and i had to run back into the car yeah 
and I was sort of imagining having to kind of um, wave at them from the end of you know from you know, the end of their drive going hello we're positive <laughs> lovely to see you <laughs> bye yeah just make it up so you can avoid driving people. home now oh yeah yeah yeah. that must that must be it. i mean that must it must be, be a thing yeah definitely download a f- picture of a positive test from the internet be like oh god yeah you had a good christmas then you, you went to a hotel didn't you peter i managed the incredible feat of re i mean linda snell check this out for uh, an authentic nativity we were locked out of our hotel on christmas day <laughs> And had to go and stay at my mum's house. So we were there, me, uh, a babe in arms and my wife, stuck in the street, unable to get into an inn, <laughs> uh, literally an inn, and then had to, uh, yes, traipse across to um, see one wise man and my mother. <laughs> was that because the, there were people in the hotel who saw you coming and quickly no, locked no. the doors? Oh, yeah, yeah. But the, the listeners to the pod were running this hotel. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was it was empty totally when... When you were no, meant to check in, wasn't sight of anyone. So yeah, we were just stuck on the street. Did you have a donkey or a llama with you? I would be the donkey in that <laughs> situation. I would be multitasking as a kind of proxy for Joseph mm. and the donkey. But yeah, it was really, it was really. But you would have. Uh, uh, I know that you're a very generous woman, but you do have a. You do. You do like to um, uh, um, keep an eye on the price of things. We did get thirty quid off the <laughs> next night. Did you? That's not much. I don't think. You don't think so? Well. They, that. they didn't charge you for no so they they, they didn't charge us for the christmas day and then they uh took 30 quid off the next night oh, I, right, thought, okay. I was pleased with that yeah no you'd want more would you was was the uh, room rate 40 <laughs> <laughs> no, well the, the hot it, it was uh yeah it was um it was what was it it was a hundred it was a nice place wasn't it yeah. 150 160 yeah. so you know in the countryside that's pretty decent isn't it so yeah i was firmly ensconced on my sofa apart from cooking Christmas dinner, which was a triumph, I'll have you know, the crispiest well, roast pe- potatoes in the land. Another side serving of frazzles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, mum. Yeah. Traditional warmest Christmas. <laughs> Just yeah. thrown at them from the other side of the room as I'm slumped under the tree. Mm. No, it was very lovely. Excellent. And, I really and, enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, um, I, can't, I can't wait to... I mean, it, we, this was the first year that Cyrus was kind of aware of what was going on. Mm. So I imagine it just gets better and better. Yes, it does. Mm. And as it's New Year's Eve, are you doing anything tonight? No, f*** that. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, I mean, so Mike comes back to the village and he is immediately going to the pub, right? And you know that Mike, mm. will, you know, even if even if the, the Toby doesn't recognise him behind the bar, whoever's working there, mm. he will just slot in. He's not going to be one of those people walking up ordering a Guinness last, um, <laughs> asking to taste the beers, ordering a coffee or a tea or some such nonsense, oh. five cocktails, and then insisting on splitting the bill and also trying, you know, uh, mm. exactly. He's, he, he knows what he's doing in a pub. Christmas Eve is the exact opposite, right? If you, all these amateurs waltz in, they get New drunk after New, sorry, New Year's Eve, thank yeah. you, yeah. And Christmas Eve, in fact, mm. um, all these amateurs who go out and just all these lovely pubs that you can normally enjoy get stunk out by complete idiots. So, no, even when I was um, younger and drinking, I hated New Year's Eve. Yeah, it's not, I don't really see the point of it, really. I, we will. We've got a few bottles of fizz in. We will be awake at midnight and go cheers. And we yeah. I think we I think we might be playing Monopoly, actually the four of us this evening that's how 
off the wall and wild. It's going to be here. Yeah, yeah dollar, uh, hundred dollar bills replaced with um, shots. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Um, well, you, did, or, you did, you did do another all nighter recently, so you I know. Did. Yeah, that was my surprise party that yeah. happened for leaving the company. Well, you know, I've been on gardening leave for ages. Yeah. Um, my final final day was the twenty third of December. I am unemployed currently. If anyone would like to hire me for anything. <laughs> Not for for anything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll leave that up to you to decide what my skills are. I've been suggesting that Kerry would make an amazing project manager, having worked with Kerry for a a year, I think. So I'm trying to find out what would be involved. I mean, you know, I mean, like I've got any say, but uh, this has (laughs) been my, this is what I've decided is Kerry's got to become a project manager. So uh, I think she's, that would be, that's going to be the, um, I think that's going to be the future that will best exploit your, Eye for detail, and actually, earlier on, we were talking about um, Rory and how he should uh, how to deliver an awkward message to um, Alice. And I was quietly thinking to myself, "I'm talking to a world expert in bluntness." <laughs> <laughs> in sorry, in in um in, yeah. in you know nuanced bluntness. Yeah. So you know, I should have, we should have called on that school. How would you have? How would you have said it to Alice? But I think uh. you covered it a bit, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I definitely, you know me, and um, we had a conversation just before we started recording about, you know, if you're in a situation with relatives in particular, um, where you're disagreeing with what they're saying, because Christmas obviously brings people together who you might not necessarily always choose to spend time with. Sometimes you get to listen to opinions you don't agree with and so on. And whether or not to rock the boat and challenge and what have you, I always, always would challenge if someone's saying something but it's how you do it isn't it whereas i'm much more of a snidey disingenuous creature and i'll just quietly say nothing and then backstab Um, (laughs) yeah then slag them off to charlotte when you've both gone to bed or something (laughs) exactly yeah i would just say very clearly no need this christmas yeah exactly that's good total harmony so yeah 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 same here same here very harmonious but no i think yeah i i'm glad just to rewind slightly, he did say what he felt to her, but I don't think he did it in the best way. Yeah, I think I think it would have been very easy to be on team Rory if he wasn't being such a plank in other ways. Mm. I think that's what muddied the water. It wasn't kind of like if I was writing it true to his character that we'd sort of grown to like, mm. it would have been a kind of reluctant, hurt, slightly lashing out Rory. Mm. Rather than this very sort of steely mm. uh, light switch, you know, warm to Jenny, you know, to being very two faced in front of Alice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that just didn't seem true to his character. And, no. it just, and, and yes, he's been in London for four months or whatever. It's like, that's not long enough. Yeah. And, you know, the irony of hearing Jennifer say how civilized they'd both behaved and us knowing. You referenced the script writing mallet earlier on. Well, they got the script writing trowel out for that, didn't they, as yeah. well? Just a little slather on, you know, yeah. the, 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 the irony. Yeah, she did keep going. And another thing, just before you go, I need to say something else, Jennifer. Did she? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless them. Um, yeah, and there was strangeness with Usha. Oh, well, just strangeness with Usha. I'll just end yeah. that sentence <laughs> completely. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's what, when we were away, there was the weird Usha stuff, wasn't it? That was the key, absolute, 
I was stunned by her return anyway. So she's still knocking around now with Ruth, her friend. Ruth keeps saying, my friend, Usha. Friend, I have got a friend. She's called Usha to Stella. Look, there she is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here's my friend. Sorry I'm late, friend. Uh, and yeah, so now there's this trio, isn't there, of Usha, Stella and Ruth doing salsa dancing. It is nice to have some kind of another sort of adult friendship group mm-hmm. in the Archers. Yeah. I do like Stella. I think she's a nice character. Yeah, but we've got to remember her, how, you know, she's in cahoots, isn't she, with Justin? There was that really weird thing where he's inserted her into the village. Did he, did she, did she not put Justin in his place? After that, mm, I don't know. There's something. There's a level, isn't there? A germ of dodginess that I think we need to be wary of. Yeah. Having said that, I do like her as a character, and I love the actress, actor, yes. and I yeah. love her voice. And you know, she's a good addition. I like her a lot. Out of those three women, she's the one I'd most like to go out with. Yeah. Poor Ruth. She does sit as a, a kind of awkward crossroads as a character, doesn't she? Because she's got to sort of, she's often kind of shuttling crappy news from her family. You know, she's got the worst mm. family, basically. She's the matriarch of the mm. worst family in the village. So more <laughs> often than not, she's a kind of vehicle for some quite annoying guff for us to have to kind yeah. of, you know, process. So actually, it, 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 you, you know, to be fair to Ruth as a, as the, the actress and the and the character, try and see her through slightly fresh eyes when she's being friends with Stella. And also, it's you know juxtaposition. Mm. It's, it's difficult not to feel a bit more warm towards anyone when they're standing next to Usha. I mean that <laughs> a week ago, it was a tour de force of shithousery the last two weeks in uh, terms of how de- unlikable she was. Yeah, I mean, definitely she sounded really pissed and i have tweeted i couldn't tell whether the script was that she is pissed at this point but alan never mentioned that she'd drunk anything or she didn't mention it either or i didn't know what was going on because she suddenly reappeared and was very odd and sort of arsy and then left then came back and was all sweetness and light and yeah we get your point you know alan's busy he's a vicar of course he's going to be busy it's christmas I, that was all a mess. And then um, then this thing about pretending that they have split up to teach Susan a lesson. Yeah. And hoarding loads of food that they've been given. P- some people on Twitter were saying, you know, as a vicar and quite well off as a pair, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, why did they hoard all that food? They could have given it to some homeless people, you know, in a Christian fashion. But no, she's like, this is the best Christmas ever. We've got a full fridge and freezer to see us past New Year. Oh. <laughs> it, it was implausible. It was strange to be parachuted into this weird domestic situation without mm. any kind of run up. Mm. I mean, no, I mean, normally they give you a little clue, like you'll have someone say something in the shop the week before that kind of gives you a that sort of like lays the mm. paves the way for these kind of reintroductions. We needed more exposition. We needed to know more about what had led up to this point. Yeah. Why is the relationship being on, on the rocks? Exactly. Why is Usha behaving so strangely? What's she stressed out about? What's going on in her life that would excuse this behaviour? Mm. Anything 
And also, Alan was so drippy. Um, you know, he's always been a bit of a drip, but he was mm. just he was an absolute doormat. Mm. And it's not a question. It's not like a sexist thing. It's not like because he's a man. It would be it's an unattractive quality in any person to be that kind of tr- downtrodden. Yeah, I know. It was all not nice to listen to. There was one little bit that I thought was funny when Susan, which was, you know, they did spin a whole marital breakup out of thin air didn't they which is terrible but there was one Mm. bit when alan uh said to susan oh susan was going oh you know you're going to be alone at christmas she's like no i'm not i'm not alone he was desperately trying to say i'm fine nothing's happening she kept interrupting and then she went um oh yes the god's always with you isn't he (laughs) i quite like that bit that made me properly laugh that was one of my problems with the, the the amount of so the thing with Harrison, the thing with Harrison, you've got oh. Alan's, you've got lots of, there's been a lot of God recently. Mm, well, it is bloody Christmas. Isn't yeah. it? But, I mean, true, yeah. true. Yeah. There's no God in my Christmas, but anyway. Nor mine um, either. I tried to be, so I was having a good old chat with my brother about um, atheism mm. sort of like the other day. And and how I want there to be a new category. So there's atheists, there's an agnostic, and then you have theists, mm. right? So, and then spiritualists, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I want there to be a category, which I feel is where I live, which is between atheism and agnosticism, where it's basically saying, I don't believe in anything, but I also respect the value of religion. Mm. And I respect the, um, I respect the sort of cultural impact it has when mm-hmm. it's done positively and all that sort of stuff. I don't want to be someone who's naysaying yeah. or rude about religion. And in return, I want, to believers imagine once a year marvel the marvel universe and the dc universe completely takes over and all you all have to you know like the archers gets token taken over and they're all there all they're discussing is thanos and spider-man and all this stuff it's really annoying um is that reasonable Kerry, I don't know. I love it. I don't care if it's reasonable or not. I do love it. You sounded a bit like Kirsty for a moment where she said, you know, I don't know what, you know, there's one thing I do believe in. It's love, basically, she said, which and and love should include not forcing stuff onto other people. But having said that, I did have the most wondrous time just before Christmas with my two kids um, who are I know you've probably heard it before, but I, I always call them kids and people might imagine that they're sort of at primary school or something, even though I'm old. But um, yeah, they're 21 and 24. But we went to see It's a Wonderful Life at the Duke of York Cinema in Brighton. I'd never seen it on the big screen. My daughter had never seen it at all. My son had seen it. And it was absolutely fantastic to as an experience. You know, the film is wondrous and uh seeing it with my kids was brilliant and then afterwards it, the film finished 3 30 and my son said there's a christmas carol concert just along the same road um in st bartholomew's church at four so we meandered along and went into this uh beautiful huge church um it's got weird dimensions it's very very tall and brick outside um supposed to be the dimensions of the ark but i don't know it would topple over i don't know Anyway, so we went, suddenly we were in this Christmas carol concert and I'm an atheist um, and it was absolutely fantastic <laughs> to just sit and listen and sing the carols and hear what Christmas is supposed to be 
are about, you know, the, there were lessons in amongst the carols. And it was a brilliant Christmas afternoon. And it sounds lovely. I, and I do remember enjoying church. Mm. I enjoyed going to, I enjoyed singing in church. I enjoy, you know, the pageantry of it. And obviously the buildings yeah. are, you know, yeah, that's, it's, it is, there is something, there is something lovely about um, yeah. all singing together, apart from obviously the um, huge spread of COVID. Um, well, you know, we were all spaced out. We oh, had, no, no, I wasn't dig at you, Kerry, sorry. Yeah, we had, mar- we were all fully masked. Uh, it was, people were spaced apart. And I think it's just a place for reflection, isn't it? And a time yeah. for thought, really. Maybe you and I need to start a a, a humanist a religion at the gaff. <laughs> yeah, instead of the body of Christ, you get a pork scratching. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, right. That's uh, the, uh, who knew? Who knew that you were going to found a religion today, Gary? Oh, yeah. I, well, I'm unemployed. I've got now to do. I'm not into. I'm, I'm not into cryptocurrency. I'll do that instead. Start a religion, a cult. Do you think? How do you think you'll cope with the power? Do you think you're going to be become one of these sex mad cult leaders who has like fifty sort of um, uh, taut, taut flanked young um, uh, uh, wastrels kind of flitting around you, servicing your every um, need? Bloody hell! I hope so. I'm not into the taut stuff though. I'd rather have a dad bod, really. Person. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I uh, like that more. Uh, okay, then an army of chunky monkeys, desperate to <laughs> <laughs> desperate to sort you out. Yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. that's 2022 looking brighter already. All hail Warbis. All hail Warbis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll reluctantly I'll 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 be reluctantly the sign up. <laughs> I don't think you would, would you? Anyway, um, I, there's there's um there's any number of reasons why I should stay on the uh, um the organisational side of this or you know this, okay yeah this, um but okay yeah. I'll, I'll like this number five please go into the chamber <laughs> well, this will see you now this sort of, each each one carrying a little sort of like plate of meats on a velvet cushion as they wander in. Oh, speaking of meats, this morning I was cooking a chicken at 7am and um, I was thinking, God, this is better than scented candles. <laughs> <laughs> the smell of roast chicken in the morning. And I was doing that because my son was going to work and he was, uh, you know, he was going to have lovely chicken, roast chicken sandwiches for his work. What a good mother. I am. It's not hard to wang a chicken in the oven, is it? But um, I was thinking, God, yeah, why do we bother with scented candles when roasting meats is much better? I used to make um, beef jerky a lot in America. Mm. And I remember a friend saying to me, oh, the thing about beef jerky is it makes the whole your whole home smell terrible. And mm-hmm. um, no, very, very opposite. <laughs> Great yeah. big, overly mm. rich, beefy smell fills the home. Oh, speaking of beefy... Harrison. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if that works really, but you know, he is muscle. He is muscly, isn't he? Well, Fine. all that thing about, you know, him suddenly realizing that Jesus is quite a significant figure. Yeah, and he didn't want to pretend to be him. It's, and then Alan's like, you're not pretending to be him. You're portraying Jesus. Like I loved that Harrison thought he was literally pre- going to pretend to be jesus i don't think you're doing that in umbridge are you no it was it was it's all very strange and the scene with him in the river oh 
Yeah. And, 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 yeah, I just, yeah, I was, uh, I was struggling with that. And I'm also scared that we're going to have a, um, uh, we've had. Are they actually going to nail him to the cross? This is what I'm wondering. <laughs> oh, I mean, lots, there's plenty of people out there who'd like to see a Harrison go, but mm. um, I have a soft spot for Harrison, but yeah. Uh, I, am I wrong in thinking Alan had a crisis of faith? Are we now going to have the opposite? Are we now going to have Harrison sort of tentatively discovering his well, spiritual side? Or Possibly. He did say, you know, it's made me wonder. He had that conversation with Kirsty, didn't he, about, um, you know, it's actually made me think. And I thought, God, that must be really hurting Harrison <laughs> for you to be thinking. Uh, if, they take it, if they take it seriously and mm. they have Harrison decide that because they because who is he talking to it's that idiot wasn't it um chris uh about oh, yeah. chris was like you know well it does make you wonder if there's something out there um but uh no that was Kirsty. he said that to he spoke to, he spoke to chris when he was wild swimming to get used yeah. to being on a cross for half an hour in his underpants but it was Kirsty who he said um uh, that was the conversation where someone of the two of them said, you do wonder if there's something out there, something else. And Peter Bowker did a really good tweet about that comment, actually. I'll just find it on my phone. I did a screenshot. He, <laughs> he put, um, he quoted that, you do wonder if there's something out there, don't you? I sometimes feel everything we say is being listened to by a higher force. <laughs> and then the next thing he put was, the cider shed pod. <laughs> you know about them too. Well, now that you're a cult leader, Kerry, it's even more, <laughs> even more true. So we're yeah. the higher force who is listening to Kirsty, and I was like, "Yeah, that obviously." It's more about Kirsty than it's about us. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, so I, yeah. I, if they if they actually take it seriously, and Harrison does decide that he needs mm-hmm. to explore that side of life, yep. Let's see him look at some other religions let's see him look at other forms of spirituality let's not see him just trot off to saint stephen's to mm. do, become shula mark ii you know yeah and kirsty too you know I, I think that whole harrison weirdness of the jesus cross thing and the wild swimming and having a chat with alan was to lead us to that point around christmas of thinking about you know so you think that's it done yeah okay well, I think they've got to remember that some of us aren't religious and it's like radio four in the morning. The, the, the you know, what's it called? Um, oh, not thought for the day. The day. Oh, thought God. for the day. It's mm. like, look, just stop it being a religious thing. Thought, the rest of us have thoughts too. The rest of us can have commandments. We live, we can have like, you know, we can have stri- stri- uh, you know, rules that we live our life by. We might not have them written in a list and brought down a, a mountain by a big man with a beard, but you know, we do like, have secular people on it too, don't they? Do is they sec- is secular the right word for not religious yet, isn't it? It's the archers. I just feel that it's a bit too Christian. Like, let's get some other faiths in. If, we, if, if faith is going to be one of the topics of the archers, let's get some other faiths in there. Let's get some, um, you know. Uh, Spiritual home, having a word. Yeah, well, I mean, whoever. But, uh, you know, I just, I think that we have enough Christianity in Britain. I think let's let's hear a bit more about some other stuff. But anyway. Um, it's very much my opinion. These are not the, you know, these are not necessarily. Um, I don't know. Is that is that controversial? I don't feel it should be. No, no. It's your your thoughts. I, you know, I no. don't think Christianity is a bad thing necessarily. No, no nor do I. And nor, nor do, do I. you. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I just think it is Christmas, and that is why this is happening. 
So, yeah, I know, I know yeah, what you no. mean, but it just, I just, you know, okay, I don't want to. It's, I don't want to be all two sides about it, but you know, would they? They don't make any mention of anything else. But we, okay, let's let's look at it this way. Like you were saying about um, the uh, the mysteries, mm. you have months of lead up to that. So if you include all the lead up to these Christmas celebrations, um, we've had weeks of Alan sort of uh, mm. agonizing over his speeches and his multi faith uh multi-faith uh, um uh, mm-hmm. seminars or whatever it's called he's got to go to it's a lot in a small period of time and that's all time that we could have had been spending with jazza and tracy yeah um, getting to know Mir a bit better like you know yeah. even you're either you know if you've grown up in this country you do not need reminding that there is there that you know it's a christian it's a country based on christian teachings with you know uh, a loose you know with a with with christianity running through it like a stick of rock. Yeah, you're quite right. I agree on that level. And I did enjoy the mysteries, but I really pain it pained me to have to listen to Linda and all of the repeated weeks of the faff of getting that production together. And it happens every year. And yeah, again, there are two camps certainly on Twitter about like we're bored of this. It's the same every year. And then there's others going, oh, I love this. They do it every year. <laughs> you know, this. Uh, yeah, I guess we have a choice, don't we, to not bother listening in that run up. That's true. But loads of other characters were missing this in the run up to Christmas. Um, you know, Russ wasn't in it, who we love. No. And uh, Brian wasn't in it. I'd love to hear him around Christmas time. Wasn't enough, Jim. Um, the beloved. They yeah. could it because so if you look at it as negative space in the universe, so we you could still have the mysteries going on. You, you could still have the annual panto, but it could be what people are up to whilst their wives and partners are off at this stupid thing. Yeah. Because, like you know, let's say Jazz's at the mysteries. Well, that's a night a week where Tracy can be living it up and having, you know, as a couple, we all love a bit of time on our own. Yeah. So you could, they, they can still acknowledge that this thing is going on and you can turn up at the end of it to hear mm-hmm. the show, mm-hmm. but we can, we can see the flip side, the, the village that must be glorying in all of these wankers being, you know, <laughs> off three nights a week doing something else with Linda. Sunday, my heart sank when they were still talking about the mysteries. You know, I tuned in and thought, oh, this is the in-between times. Yeah. Hopefully it's going into their homes. It's talking about, you know, using your garden as an extension of your fridge. It's talking about the the board games that you're playing. Um, you know, have you got your shopping orders? You know, what are you having for Christmas dinner, Christmas lunch, whatever. That kind mm. of little familial stuff, which I adore. But no, they were talking about Susan on the flatbed truck um, entrance. Oh, I, I was just oh, digging my fingernails into my palms then. Yeah. Um, so I do love your idea of that alternative um, listening experience of yeah. everyone who's at the mysteries doing it and us lot having a nice time. And then we can choose to listen to the mysteries as the standalone thing or not. Because you said there's two camps. Well, camp A and camp B, one of those camps has had a really good run of it. 10, maybe 15 years of relentless annual Christmas shows. Yeah. Let's, let's let the other camp have a year off. Let's yes. let it be our year next year, please. 
um, archers, uh, scriptwriters. Mm-hmm. So, Kerry, um, we mm-hmm. have, I feel, yeah. I mean, Matthew is definitely the most positive out of the three of us when it comes to the show, isn't he? There's no, there's no doubting it. So you and I have had a good old moan. Should we try <laughs> and what is there left over to discuss that's a bit we can be a bit positive about before we say goodbye? I'd like to think about you know, you see the TV and so on packed with retrospectives of the year don't you at this point yeah because it's new year's eve i would like to think about the positives from 2021 which has been a bit of a grim year in so many ways for people however in amongst all of that there have been some really good things and pertaining to the cider shed i was Mm. you know we it was born in april um so i'm very glad about that um that's april's child is fair and um, fat. fat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bloody glad that happened. You know, I, yeah. I I love it. I enjoy it. We do adore the archers, even though we rib it as well. Well, you took the words out of my mouth. I was I was going to say, like you know, it just shows that for all our moaning, there must be something that we like. And um, we got a lot. We got a so the, the Russ episode, mm. as people can probably guess was our most listened to episode by uh, not, a, not, not a huge margin because the numbers have got up, got up to a level now that it, you know, it would be weird for it to be a huge margin, but like a yeah. healthy, healthy kind of 10% over the, the next biggest one or mm. sort of 5% over the next biggest one. And it was really joyous to chat to and Denise. Mm-hmm. And, and it did remind me um, how much fun we have doing this. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it was, and it has been, and also the other thing is, and I think people probably might not remember this if they, um, or they have no reason to remember this. I didn't know Matthew at all before mm. um, the Cider Shed, and he's a proper friend now. We talk every, you know, we communicate at least five or six times a day yeah. on our, our WhatsApp group. Mm-hmm. And Kerry and I were already mates beforehand. So, yeah. you know, we've both got a proper, you know, you were, you were sort of like, I was mates with Matthew. Mates. Yeah. We, yeah, but like you know, it's, it's, it's your friendship with him's changed massively, hasn't it? Like you know. Oh yeah, yeah, developed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, he just—I knew he would fit, and that was the thing. I knew he would fit, and he does, and I love him very much. And it's a shame he can't be here today, but he's probably—I wouldn't say that. Oh, <laughs> he's probably on some Lisbon beach. He'll send yeah. us smug photos later, won't he? No, no, I, I, I joke. Of course, it's a, it's a, it's a you know. <laughs> <laughs> a, a travesty that we didn't make more effort to get Matthew on today. But, but also, you know, you've mentioned our listening numbers, which are really super healthy. I would like to, from a positive point of view, again, thank our loyal, hilarious listeners. We have lots of communication with them. They're growing still. Love, love you all. I and I, you know, twenty twenty one's been tough. But we're a resilient bunch, and I'm just really looking forward to 2022 with you all. Really, one thing um, I I sat down with a friend of mine who works at Spotify, and he um, he ran some kind of diagnostic thing on the podcast, mm. and he was kind of um, yeah, he's, you know, he's, a, he's a really good guy, and he's but he's a, he's reasonably hard to impress, mm. and he was kind of going through the numbers. He's like, oh, that's healthy, that's good, you know, and he was kind of like, and then he's like, oh my god, people listen to the whole thing. And I, was, <laughs> and I was like, do they? And he was like, yeah, like pretty much everyone listens to the whole thing. Mm. Um, so I was, I was like, I was like, bloody hell. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's, um, you know, that's absolute madness. Why would you do that? But anyway, 
Well, well it's testament, isn't it? I think all the ones where they don't listen to the whole thing is probably me where it's run over or my mum where it runs over into the next one accidentally and you stop it. You know, that's my theory anyway. Of course, everyone listens to it. All. Of course, of course. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's also um, like, um, you know, I listen to podcasts to help me go to bed. So it might mm. just be that. Yeah. People have, you know, like, uh, you know, we're massive in the insomniac community. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you if you type insomniac podcast into Reddit, like the side of shit comes up, you know, top of the <laughs> list. Like, guys, guys, you know, get on this. It's absolutely, you know, it's gold. Oh. But no, I, I, I totally enjoy it it's, it's lovely you know we do whinge a bit but hopefully not too much for our listeners um, yeah that's definitely that's definitely a good point if, mm. if it sounds like we're being a bit too moany remember the amount of time that we do uh give to the archers and very happily as well um <laughs> my favorite thing about doing the show is definitely well beyond connecting with people is definitely the look of absolute astonishment on people's faces when I tell them I do an Archer's podcast. I know. <laughs> like they just look at you like you're absolutely demented. Yeah, they do that sort of... <sighs> oh, okay. Nervous laugh. Right. Yes, you've, you're an atheist with one life and you, this is what you're choosing to do with it. Fine, yeah, good choice. But, oh, yeah. Peter, off topic, can I just ask you, because you're a foodie guy. Yeah-ish, yeah. Um, Jennifer warming eggs up to room temperature for half an hour i had this down as a note to ask you for the mushroom omelette that didn't happen um do you store your eggs in the fridge was were her fridge sorry were her eggs cold because they were in a pantry do you think or what my eggs are in a bowl in the kitchen because i remember someone telling me you shouldn't have eggs in the fridge it's the whole american thing isn't it americans wash their eggs and it gets rid of the um, protective layer that's naturally on eggs from when it's squeezed out of a chicken's bum uh, or you know whichever the mm. cloaca i believe it's called um and then obviously over here we don't wash them so they have that protective layer so that's yeah, why i you love it when you have a little bit of shit and a feather stuck on an egg yes, like, you know, it tells more authentic, it? yeah i sometimes think they stick them on there to make them look more appealing I don't imagine know. having that job <laughs> <laughs> bucket bucket little tub of shit and a paintbrush <laughs> <laughs> Kerry, we mm. if people want to um get in touch with us to tell us to stop being too negative and to congratulate us on for clinging on for one year mm. almost a year where do they go to um yeah twitter is at the cider shed pod and i believe instagram is the same yes uh however facebook i think i never touch facebook with a barge pole but i think it's at the cider shed podcast well, the link will right? be on the on the show notes anyway. So correct, yeah, well yeah, done. Exactly, um, yeah, yeah please, please join us on all of these places with your wonderful comments, whichever suits you best. Yeah, and absolutely. And if you want to email email us, um, we don't get as many emails as we used to, but um, a hello at the sidership dot com will um will will find us, and it'd be lovely to hear from you. Also, we have um we've been in touch with some people at the Archers. Mm -hmm. um we don't claim to have any particular connection we're not best buddies with them anything like that but uh we we are in a position to sort of request who we might have as another guest it's not a cornerstone of the show we don't sort of do the show so that we can chat to people but but it is a it is a it has been fun when we've talked to ryan and talked to Susie and to talk to andonise it's been a, a real pleasure because they're nice people um, so if there are any characters that you would like us to try and talk to, then 
please ping us an email or you know tweet Kerry. And um, I think we had a really lovely chat with um, Chelsea last week, didn't we, Kerry? Yes, we did. We did indeed. Um, the actress Madeleine Leslie yes. um, is super keen to come on in the new year. She's got lots of commitments in the early part of the year, but she um, listens to the pod and really enjoys it. And she's going to be coming on at some point. So we'll keep keep you posted on that one. Yeah, I think she said something about wanting to uh, um, be in the character a bit longer before yes. she comes in the pod. So yeah. anyway, but so she will hopefully be joining us. But um, as I said, it's not something we obsess about. It's not the reason we do the show, but it, people do, you know, people seem to get something out of it. We definitely do. It's lovely. It's always nice to talk to nice people. So um, yeah, if you think of anyone, give us a shout. So Kerry, can, next week, um, mm. Matthew will be back. Mm-hmm. Service will be, you know, as normal. What are you up to until then? You know, seeing in the new year tonight with my nearest and dearest and looking forward to 2022 and hopefully finding a new job at some point. (laughs) I'm going to Seville at the end of January. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to give up sugar and I'm going to attempt three weeks prior to Seville to have no booze, which I've done on many occasions. I've done months without booze. Yeah, I remember the last time you went without a drink. Yeah. Yeah. You did pretty well, but then yeah. I think it was one of your children had a crisis, and you all just because because you go one and all, don't you? Like it's it's go one go all. Uh, I think I can't remember something happened in the house, and you all went this. We're having a drink. I can't remember. Yeah, long time ago. I was living in Margate, but um, uh, yeah, yeah. But the three of us are going to be booze free for January, but then I'm going to Seville on the twenty fourth. So yeah, yeah, I'm well, not going to do that. Twenty four yeah, days is fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's almost a February. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, have a lovely week. Can't wait for Matthew mm. to come back. And uh, oh yes, I should. I need to remember to say this. Matthew, I believe, is going to record us a little New Year hello. Mm. So that will be inserted now. Who knows what he's going to say, Kerry? Um, let's hope he doesn't resign. <laughs> um, <laughs> that would be awkward. Uh, and um, and let's see, let's see what he has to say. Well, everyone, thank you. Bye bye. Happy New Year, and see you next week and year. Cheers. Hey everyone, it's Matthew here. I just want to wish everyone a happy new year and I hope you all had a Merry Christmas. That goes for Peter, Kerry, and especially all of the lovely listeners of the Cybershed pod who've been so supportive over the eight months or so since we started. Really means a lot. And um, recording this message has been harder than any of the podcasts we've ever done because literally every time we start it, a car backfiring, a firework goes off, or some people start partying in the street below. So I'm going to get out of here as soon as possible. I'm very excited about the cult of Kerry that they were talking about on the pod tonight. Uh, I'll definitely sign up for cooking the meats as Peter's already snagged project manager. I'm out of here before something else happens. Love you loads. See you next year. Bye. Hello,